Le film que vous allez voir comporte des scènes érotiques qui ne conviennent pas à tous les auditoires. Nous préférons vous en avertir. Have you ever wondered what happens after the curtain falls? The screen goes dark and we fade to black. We're here to take you behind the curtain to show you what happens next in Bounce Go Wow Wow Fade to Black. Hello, hello, hello. Howdy. Welcome. Welcome to another Fade, fade to, to Black. black. By this time, guys, you know what this is. Yeah, you know the drill. You know the drill. Um, so sit back and Relax. let us let us uh, come at you. <laughs> Coming at you. <ya. laughs> Coming at you. Personal log. Star date four three seven three zero point five. Dax seems to question my ability to maintain professionalism as I accompany her and Sayatek on this groundbreaking mission to reignite a dead star with all the questions about Nadell and Fena hanging in the air. I told her that I need to find answers, but she seemed disappointed that I would risk jeopardizing such an important moment in the history of science for such a personal issue. What she doesn't know is that Fena visited me in my quarters not once, but twice last night, vanishing both times. First, she found me outside my quarters, after she stood me up, vanishing as soon as I began to question her backstory. I kissed her, and she vanished before my eyes. After my initial frustration faded, I managed to gather myself and get ready for bed. Just as I got out of the shower, standing in just a towel, that is when Fenna decided to reappear. She was as startled as I was, but perhaps a little more flustered. I saw the ways her eyes traveled the length of my body before she could stop herself. She turned around quickly, muttering apologies for catching me at such an inopportune moment. I completely forgot that only a towel stood between me and a full Monty show for a married woman. I just wanted answers. I went to her, asking her to explain to me what was happening, who she was, where she'd come from. But by the blush that crept along her cheeks, the way she resolutely kept her eyes on my face, how she seemed to tense the closer I got to her. The quickening of her breath. I could tell her mind was elsewhere. So I kissed her. I know I shouldn't have. I should have pressed her for answers. For the solution to the riddle of Fena. But I couldn't resist. At first, she was tentative. But soon, her hands were running the length of my torso. All the questions I had flew out of my head as I lost myself in those kisses. The feel of her hands. The smell of her perfume. I didn't even realize that my towel had fallen down until I heard her small gasp and saw her gaze drop down. She took a step back, and I thought she was going to run away again. But instead, her hand went to the intricate straps of her leotard one-piece outfit. She began to slide one strap down, off her shoulder, but it was my turn to gasp, swallow hard, and lose my breath. The first strap slid, until it got caught on another strap. She giggled slightly trying to sort them out, but gave up and tried the other side. Same issue. She struggled for a good few minutes, trying to get out of that damn, impractical outfit. I was caught between laughing, wanting to sit back and watch, and offering to help. Just as I began to say I couldn't help, she found the clasp at the back of the outfit, and with a sly grin over her shoulder, began to open it, sliding the whole outfit down, off her shoulders. 
And then she disappeared again. Gone. Vanished. <sighs> so I'm here, unable to sleep, if you know what I mean. Questions unanswered, silently cursing whoever designed her dumb outfit. But I've decided I will have my answers, even if it means risking Sayatek's displeasure. But man, this Cinderella of mine has really terrible timing. So you think you can control it? Cisco said. Maybe, Fenner replied. I'm not sure. I've never thought about it, but I think I can start to anyways. I don't, I've never consciously thought about it. Fenner got an intense expression of focus on her face, and slowly her arms began to fade out. I'm doing it, Benjamin, she cried, moments before winking out entirely. Still need some practice, apparently, Cisco thought to himself. A few days passed. Benjamin! He heard her suddenly. I figured it out. I have something to show you. Cisco turned around but couldn't see anything. Are you there, Fenna? Yes, he heard her laugh, and suddenly her head slowly phased into existence beside him. I've been practicing. I think I have it figured out now. There's something I need you to see. Can't you just come now? No, Benjamin. I want you to see this first. Please go sit down. Benjamin sat down in his quarters, and Fenna, at least from his perspective, seemed to stand in front of him. It was hard to tell, just her head. Now watch this, please. Slowly, starting from the tips of her toes, her left leg began to rematerialize. Cisco quickly discovered she didn't appear to be wearing anything as her normal dress would have gone down to her knees by now, yet she was already to mid-thigh and showed no sign of any garments whatsoever. Then her left leg stopped, and suddenly her right fingers began to rematerialize, sensuously waving as she appeared to be dancing. It was hard to tell with just a leg and a head. Are you enjoying yourself, Benjamin? I must admit it's unconventional, but yes. Fenna continued to slowly reappear in front of him in what could only be described by Benjamin as a reverse striptease in several different forms. First, her left leg, then her arm, then her other arm. Her head began to rematerialize down to her shoulders. Finally, her entire upper torso was there. Once again, Benjamin couldn't help but notice, wearing nothing at all. Shall we get to the rest, Fenna said? Please. I don't take this the wrong way, Fenna. This is lovely, but slightly disconcerting. Oh, fine. You know I've been practicing on this for several days. I know, I understand. Just, I'd like to see the rest of you. 
Fena obliged, reappearing all in one go suddenly in front of Cisco. That takes a lot of effort, you know. Well, I hope you're not too tired out, Cisco said. Not at all. In fact, I think we should... With that, Fena popped back out of existence. Apparently, more practice was going to be needed. There we have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you enjoyed uh, those two fade to blacks. Yeah, we we certainly did. We carefully constructed for you. <laughs> Although and there seemed to be a, <laughs> a running theme between the, the two. There, there. Th- it was a bit difficult for this one. Sure, but also we clearly think that um, Fena is a bit of a tease. Yeah, more like, yeah, like an inadvertent tease without realizing it, but mm. she's definitely there. Yeah, the whole you could disappear at any moment is really bit of a tease there's a lot of possibility involved (laughs) so thank you for listening thanks for tuning in and uh we'll see you next time you can check us out on social media at boldly boinking on twitter uh boldly boinking on instagram as well and uh wherever you happen to listen to your podcast please uh like rate and subscribe to us until next time thank you very much wrestling fans do you ever invite friends over who aren't wrestling fans and make them watch wrestling anyway So do I, but I turned it into a podcast. On the Smart and Friends podcast, I welcome Montreal artists to watch some wrestling with me. Listen to the podcast on its own, or log into your WWE Network subscription and watch along with us. Smart and Friends on Two Finger Guns Club. This has been a Two Finger Guns Club production. Pew pew!